Hello and welcome to another edition of the AT&WB Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and today we are going to be talking about a very special Warner Brothers Presents movie of some kind called Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. We'll be taking you through our first impressions of the movie, and by we, I have a very special guest here tonight. I have a Harry Potter enthusiast, Harry Potter master. She is someone who knows more about Harry Potter than I know about Star Wars, and I know a lot about Star Wars, and so does she as well. She is a pro at all things Harry Potter related, and it's Holly Levesque. Hi, Holly. Hi. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And thank you for having all of the Harry Potter knowledge. It's my pleasure. That we can pull out today like a pensive from your ear. Yeah, because like I I listened to Harry this is a fact. I listened to Harry Potter every night as I slept for probably like nine years of my life. So I have a lot of backup Harry Potter useless knowledge. But in this case today it's very useful. You had an iPod that had the first six books yeah. on it. It's a special edition Harry Potter iPod that my parents and I split the cost of for my 18th birthday. And it has a Hogwarts crest uh, engraved in the back. It's pretty badass. And this is like a clicky wheel fourth yeah, this gen, was like gen iPod. 2006, I want to say. Yeah, it was before the seventh book came out, so that's very special. So we just, <laughs> we just got out of The Crimes of Grindelwald, which is Fantastic Beasts Episode 2, I guess. These are the prequels to Harry Potter. And they really uh, went for it with the Harry Potter references in this movie in a good way. I mean, it felt natural to yeah. this story completely. I think they were scared to rely on the uh, age-old stereotypical Harry Potter things and the uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the first movie. They wanted it to like stand on its own. Yeah, because once you get into the Harry Potter world that we know of, like, i.e. Hogwarts, it gets in a different world. They wanted to show us a completely different world, which is great. I appreciate that. Yeah, they showed us the magic world, the wizarding world, but in America. Yeah. So we learn all these new terms like nomad instead of muggle and other things like that yeah how racism is alive and well in every country it's magics and non-magics yeah they're like how they're like let's deal with racism and in, in these five movies where should it take place oh america of course where racism is alive and well yeah in the 19 late 1920s or early 1930s and in 2018 yeah so this i mean so the last movie ended and we could talk about that whole movie fantastic beasts and where to find them another time another time on another podcast this one specifically about crimes of grindelwald but the last movie ended with colin farrell becoming johnny depp dun 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 and yeah. a turn that no one wanted to happen and, no one wanted that and in a way it is very much like the reveal at the end of sorcerer's stone the first harry potter book or philosopher's stone i guess where it's revealed that the defense against the dark arts oh. teacher Quirrell is actually like Voldemort or a piece of Voldemort like inside of him on yeah. the back of his head. Just casually under his turban. Uh, and then just casually Colin Farrell was Johnny Depp. Yeah, they, they, they simply showed that through a flick of a robe by his leather jacket. And then they uh, reflected that again in the opening scene they had him in. And so this that is... gave him a way that you knew it wasn't him. 
I don't know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. This is something I noticed in these new movies where everyone has their collar flipped up. It's like the coolest thing ever to have your collar flipped up. This is the 1930s. Everyone had their collars up then. Interesting. And when, like, you're trying to, like, you know, act inconspicuous, obviously you pop your collar. That was sarcasm. Yeah. You do not want to pop your collar to seem inconspicuous. You seem very conspicuous. Do not do that. Honestly, with all of the pop collars in this movie, if your collar wasn't popped, I'd be conspicuous of you. The only one that did not have a pop collar uh, was the muggle. What's his face? Yeah, yeah. What what is this character's name? The the the, the, the fat his silly guy. Name is yeah, he's he's the comedic relief of these movies. He's great. I he's think really that great. his point of view is one of the best points of view in this because he is us. He is Definitely. like entranced by this world, but also wants to be part of it, but knows he can't. It's all it's all really good. It's great where Harry Potter was new to the world as well, so he was kind of us in the story. But then with these Fantastic Beast movies, it's like, bam, you're in the, the wizarding world. And they just expect you to be there and alive with it. And so he kind of can help you with all of the craziness a little bit. Because they do a lot of magic in this movie. Definitely. All of the time. And it's like, oh, what are they doing now? Oh, it's just this. Okay. Because this is how wizards would deal with this problem. I'm thinking how a human would deal with it, which is silly. A nomage. Yeah, but like... A wizard will take the e- like. No offense to wizards, I love wizards, obviously. And not that I think any wizards are actually listening to this, and if they are, then congratulations to you for being a wizard. Uh, but they take the easy way out, not because like they're lazy. It's just because they don't know any better. That's their reality. If I'm gonna solve a problem, solve it in the most like effective, quick way possible. And in that way, for them, it's magic. So good for them. So. Psh- they jump from place to place so quickly throughout these movies, which I think is really cool. <laughs> and so the beginning of the movie, yeah, so he has the pop collar, so it's obviously like Johnny Depp in disguise or Grinnell. It was a disguise. whip of a of a of a leather jacket. But like, I was the, okay, yeah, it was how the leather jacket whips. Yeah. But again, I think that <laughs> so like epic. honestly, but I will say the opening in the movie is the weakest part of the movie. They don't uh, talk. There's no talking for like forever. And then again, and with those, with those thrustles, the flying, yeah. like horse-like creatures. I don't know if we, that was like supposed of we were supposed to be like thrustles. If you don't know, uh, are magical creatures that are invisible unless you have seen a person die, and then uh, you can see them, and they're like scaly, kind of like deathly black little like like winged horse situations that aren't that you know pretty, but you only see them if you've seen someone die. They probably are. Because then it's like... But they didn't use the same effect they use in Thrustles, where you understand as the viewer they're invisible and then you see them. Yeah, what they should have done in this movie was, like, because so many people were dying, everything just be invisible until someone gets, like, thrown out of the carriage, then all of a sudden, then you see them. Because, like, as an audience member, you've then seen someone die, so you should be able to see them. Definitely. Was that from the fourth book? It's um, the fifth one because he sees Cedric Diggory die. So then he sees them for the first time and he's like, what are these? Um, And Luna Lovegood's like, they've always been here, brah. He he takes the carriage back with with Luna and Neville. Yeah. Because he's not a prefect. And like, he doesn't get to travel with Hermione and Ron back for that one in case. Imagine, okay, imagine a book series that was everything from. Neville and Luna's point of view instead of Harry and Hermione. I mean, I'd like it. I mean, 
I like Neville's because I love Neville. I think Neville's really great. Yeah. I mean, he Neville could have been Harry, like what Harry became. But it'd be kind of it's boring and depressing. That would be the boring and depressing version. That's of very it. true. And anyone's things I want to see is definitely, and this is just because I'm always like my favorite character uh, besides Sirius and Dumbledore is Draco Malfoy. I think he's the most complicated character. Uh, Which is Harry's think... age that we get a chance to like see and grow with. And we don't get enough growth. We do get plenty of growth from Draco. Draco obviously goes through a lot in the series, but we don't really... Harry doesn't experience that to the effect where they become friends until Cursed Child. That's the thing that Cursed Child corrects the most. Definitely, yeah. The, like, the, I feel like J.K. Rowling knew she made a mistake in not connecting Harry and Draco as friends or characters closer towards the end of the book series. It would have been so simple and really fun, I think, uh, if like the moment that Harry, in book seven, when Harry, Ron, and Hermione get captured and they get taken to Malfoy Manor, if like when they disapparate and Dobie takes them, if Malfoy went with them. Because he has a, he just like betrayed his family. He knew who they were. He should have totally went with them. J.K. Like, why didn't you do that? That's yeah. why you wrote. Well, you didn't write it. That's why you inspired and like helped create. And you're doing this. Yeah. So in the movie, Grindelwald is in the flying carriage, and then in, he reveals and like you know he swaps spots with another guy. It's revealed, and so he gets away on the carriage like fine and kills everyone including this little animal that, that was, was really the worst sad. part of the entire movie I really... was when this little creature died but like i it was like a purposeful thing they did in every scene the first not every scene the first few scenes you had grindelwald he killed somebody or like was responsible for killing an innocent for no reason just because he felt like it until um he mm. and then he doesn't because she will help him obviously she's very skilled in Legilimens. Yes. Reading mine. And of course, the like him throwing the animal and killing the animal at the beginning away. She does that at the beginning of the screenplay because at the end of the screenplay, he's talking to Dumbledore. Newt. Dumbledore says Grindelwald doesn't care about animals. I mean, like, if the most interesting part of the movie is not that part of the movie, like the movie. And I don't know if we need to go step by step of this entire movie because this entire movie, uh, was entertaining, definitely, but... We could just try to do the general yeah. thrust of it, not scene by scene. I think that would be... Definitely not. I think that this movie's getting a, a lot of a bad rap on what I've seen so far, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, basically, no. what I was saying. No, everyone... I, like, I, from what I heard, it was just generally like, this retroacts so much of what we know. And it's like, I, like it, I guess it retroacts something, but like she knows what she's doing, clearly. Yeah, like, JK. just trust so. in JK and what she's doing, and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, I think it was smart in this, that as much as they stayed away from the Hogwarts universe, they embraced it in this time, where we saw Hogwarts in two different time periods. That was really cool. Yeah. That was really cool, and we saw McGonagall. Yeah, which I straight up disagree with their interpretation of McGonagall when she was younger. They gave in to British stereotypes of women during that time, and uh, I do not think that McGonagall would act that way. I think that McGonagall is a badass and would be a badass whether she's five years old, 18 years old, 25. Like, Get back here, you're not coming into the no, school. Like, yeah, I think that I just thought that was insulting to Laverne. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So Newt, like, we find out Newt's brother is an Auror. Do we know that in the first movie? No, we do not know he's an Auror. So like he's an or so he's he's a he's a wizard detective basically, and uh, with like a license to kill I guess they have because to wear a hat dramatically to, to dramatically wear everyone dramatically wears clothes in the best possible way in this movie Dumbledore with his sexy beard <laughs> looks like incredible and like Jude Law yeah Dumbledore. he was just you know. Dumbledore's always well dressed. It was interesting that he's not wearing wizarding robes in these because, like, he knows how to, you know, work a fierce wizarding robe in the book series we know and love. But in this, he's like very dapperly dressed for the times, which I think is a choice yeah. for Dumbledore personally for fashion. Maybe he's like, this is the fact. Yeah, because, like, Harry Potter, uh, I, like, obviously, you do know that Harry Potter takes place in the early 90s. Yes, yeah. <laughs> people. people out there. So the fashion choices of the early 90s aren't very great. They aren't dignified. People don't dress that well. So why would Dumbledore want to dress like that? Then is when he's going to be embrace, embracing yeah. the wizarding robes. He'd be wearing like giant colorful like sweaters. Just yeah, no. So he's going to wear wizarding robes. Beautifully but knit sweaters. in the 1930s, of course, he's going to wear a badass like three or four piece suits because why not? Yeah, a lot of denim and like just puffy shirts. A ton of puffy shirts no, on Dumbledore. That's, that's why we didn't get that. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, in the book series, it's very well established that like the wizards don't understand human clothes at all, and then like they try to wear them to look human, and it's like silly. And I feel like that's more of a of a gag in the books, and and while in the movies are just kind of like yeah, they both kind of work. Yeah, I think it's also like a reflection of the times that the wizarding world as a community they're like we're gonna wear wizarding clothes because they finally they america because like human fashion is awful yeah That's yeah they saying. fully embrace being wizards by the so 90s. by the 90s yeah they're like fuck this. they yeah. look at the 80s and they're just over it it's very true they're just over it um there's like a mistaken identity no well there is many mistaken identities but mistaken like romantic plot which drives like is the emotional undercurrent of this movie yeah most part yeah, definitely. Yeah, because like there's a there's a lot of like yeah. romantic underpinnings throughout the movie. Yeah, because I guess like Newt was in love with Elastrange lady, uh, Zoe Kravitz's character, who's in the first movie, who's in the first one, but like in a picture. Oh, okay. Like she's not in it. It's like I, just, I remember. It's her. like in the moving picture because he loves her. So, but um, I guess they were Hogwarts sweethearts. But then somehow she's engaged to his brother, who's wizard detective now. So, and then and Newt's famous in America. So the the wizarding newspapers mistake or elaborate and say instead of Newt being the first man that he's the groom with Rita Lestrange. I think that's her name. Yeah, which makes like Tina really upset. Obviously. And do you think she even had a boyfriend? Do you think that was a lie? That's probably a lie. Yeah, do you think her sister was like, oh, she's she's already moved on? It's like, nah. Nah, not at all. No. She didn't seem She like didn't it. talk about it at all. Yeah, if she did, yeah. So she's in Paris because she's trying to get uh, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. <laughs> That's just what I'm going to call him this entire time, is Ezra Miller. Because uh, I think he's really great. He deserves to be called by his full name, and every time we refer to him, you you look at him acting, and you're just like you're you know that you're in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, sir. Like you're incredible. 
is really great in this movie and in the last one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he was better than the last one. I think that... Listen, he just kind of had a hunch over the entire... Yeah, and they had him have, like, many... I haven't read the script, but, like, maybe 25 lines? Maybe. And that may That is probably more, now that I think about it. Uh, they didn't really give him a lot to work with because he was like the MacGuffin of the story almost. That like yeah, you're like, like now this you're is here. everyone's trying to find him. That, you're that's here. the entire conflict We're of this. Push you yeah, here. is that everyone's trying to find this guy and everyone's trying to find out who this guy is, and they think that he is like the long lost male heir of the Lestrange bloodline. Yeah, mixed with another bloodline that was confusing that I don't really know about because it's all about pure bloods. You know who has the purest of bloods. Yeah, so the the Aurors try to get Newt to go to Paris to get Ezra Miller. No, they try to get him to... To kill Ezra to Miller. To kill Ezra Miller and to, like, fight Grindelwald. And, <laughs> and fight Grindelwald. Which is, like, you know, a really easy task to ask anyone, especially, like, some guy who just spends all his time with magical creatures. Yeah, so he says no, of course. So then they send another guy to kill him, but that guy is actually working for Grindelwald. So he just sets up this situation where Ezra Miller finds his nanny. Yeah, his got his nanny back in the day. Yeah, his original nanny, who uh, then this or kills. And then so he makes Ezra Miller then absolutely crazy at that moment. And his like dark energy of being the black lost monster. Yeah, it's like goes crazy for a moment and he just like stands there and is angry Ezra Miller. And, yeah. and then like Nagini's like shh that is the coolest thing I think about this situation. This this world that we're seeing is Nagini. Is that we know Nagini to be a certain situation like a certain character and to just be a snake. And now we're seeing what events led Nagini to be imprisoned in her snake form for the rest of her life yeah so she is voldemort's snake in the original books and in this she is a a cursed witch she's cursed but but eventually when she transforms to be a, a, a snake she won't become a human again yeah, like she can, she's she's cursed and is able to become a snake, but at some point she's going to stay a snake. Yeah, and then so she's just with Ezra Miller because they are in the circus together. But then he manages to escape with her, and so they're together the entire time. Yes, and so then obviously Newt goes to Paris too, but because Dumbledore sends him, Dumbledore always has his own plans. Yeah, um, he always has a backup plan, whether the Ministry of Magic knows it or. And he's considered the most powerful wizard. Like, that's what they tell him in this movie. Yes. The Aurors go to the Ministry of Magic goes to him, and they're like, we want you to, uh, or like, we know you sent Newt to Paris, and we're going to put handcuffs on you so we know if you do magic. They know he's, you know. And they tell him right there that he's the most powerful wizard there is. And they want him to fight yeah, I mean, the Ministry... Grindelwald, and he definitely turns it down, and there's a bigger reason why he turns it down. Yeah, and I think that's... That you find out. Yeah, because they make the Unbreakable Vow. Uh, but, like, a blood pact about it, it seems. Because, like, there's a difference. Yeah. Like, there is a difference. I just don't really know what that difference is, is that the Unbreakable Vow is something um, that we first really hear about in the sixth book. Really? Yeah, an Unbreakable Vow. Yeah. It's... How do we hear about it in the book? I, I'm trying to remember. 
Breakable Vow. It's uh, okay. Bellatrix and Narcissa approach Snape to help oh, Draco right. and his fate of his fate of being told that he he's the one responsible for killing Dumbledore. So Narcissa forces Snape to make an unbreakable vow. What happens if you break an unbreakable vow is you die. Obviously, it's an unbreakable vow. Yeah. So Snape makes an unbreakable vow to help to like do it instead of Draco. Mm. When the time comes, he needs to kill Dumbledore instead of Draco because having you know major spoilers for the sixth book, by the way. Having a fifteen-year-old kill the most powerful wizard in the world isn't well. That's what they're wishing of Harry. This isn't a good idea. Killing anyone is not a good idea unless no. you have to. Unless they're unless they're Voldemort. Unless they're Hitler. Yeah. Unless they're Grindelwald. The new Hitler. Yeah, what was cool is it seemed that Grindelwald ruined, like, used, used, like, the fear of what would be happening in World War One and Two, uh, to drive the wizards to support him. It's very scary. Yeah. It's like, look what's going to happen in the future, and he and he shows them World War Two. Scary thing for anyone to watch. And he's like, and he's like, I want peace and love. That's what I want. Like, that's this what he's about the liar. That's why Queenie's like, yeah, I, I want to join him. Yeah, Queenie's. Not emotionally stable because she can listen to everyone's thoughts, and if you listen to everyone's thoughts, you aren't going to be. Oh, not just not going to happen for anyone. And she does the best she can. Yeah, she was definitely getting a little. Don't want to feed into the hysterical female stereotype, but she was very, she was very crazy. Yes, that's what happens when you like are so vulnerable that you're going to be joining a cult, which is basically what was happening there. Yeah, Grindelwald's cult. Yeah, it's Wizard Hitler. Yes, Wizard Hitler. Um. I think it was cool that they had, because like in our book, who are the worst wizards, which is in the world, and that would be one of those people would be Bellatrix Lestrange. So I think that it was really smart of them to play with the stereotype that the viewer has for them. That character for that lineage already is that like this person's clearly going to be a big bad, like not a good woman. And it's already, like, broken Newt's heart, so, like, screw this person, and then she tries to save everyone. Obviously, is unsuccessful, because this is the second movie of the trilogy, so. Yeah, she's totally happen. unsuccessful. And, but right before, she looks back at both of them and says, I love you. Fucking bitch. <laughs> she Because she loves, she loves both of them. Which, what is she looking at? Definitely. She loves the idea of both of them. Of, of a scamander. Of a scamander. Of a isn't it weird that in this movie, like, there's a whole salamander thing that he says? Like, yeah. you have the eyes of a salamander, is, like, what he wants to say That's to her. That's what every woman she, wants to be told. She ends up, like, saying Secretly. the word salamander to him, which is really adorable. But his last name's Scamander, so is that how you pronounce it? Scamander? Who knows? <laughs> no one knows. No one knows how Newt's last name is only jim dale knows who does the audio for the british versions of these okay that's the only person who knows about any of this and who i trust does he read the screenplay adaptation does he read the screenplay book but as an audio sure, like giant depths doing or some bullshit like that sure that would be really cool i feel like anyone could have played grindelwald i feel like yeah it did not need to be giant Depp. it's very simple it's a very simple character he was probably in and out yeah, but one thing I did like is they definitely they they do reflect, um, you know, they show what could have happened to Harry in this. Yeah, they show Grindelwald entering a home. Yeah, and two parents being killed, and then them killing the child, and that like easily could have happened to Harry. And I thought that was interesting. That was again, very intentional. Again, yeah. very very intentional. 
and a way for the viewer to see just how cold-hearted Grindelwald was. But, like, we already knew that. Like, we don't need you to completely always reinforce that because that doesn't make the character interesting. I don't know. I don't think it does. Yeah. I think don't show him doing anything bad, and then he does do something bad. Because we already know he's bad. He's Grindelwald. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, earn it. Yeah. It's weird because he's just evil. And I know, like, they're going to show more and be the they're going to... Because Dumbledore has a pact with him, so obviously, like, Dumbledore knows the good of Grindelwald because he was obviously in love with him. I mean, I think, well, obviously they're in love with each other and that like the hand holding, that was really beautiful. So they did all of that. And he's like, you were, you were brothers with Grindelwald because we were more than brothers. Is that, but they, Dumbledore didn't like him because he was good. This is why Dumbledore liked him. Well, yeah, yeah, but he, yeah, but he inherently knows the, the, like the human, it's a weak word to use for like wizards, but like the, like the human like inside of him. I don't know. I don't think it's a human in him. I think it's the hubris in him that he has in himself as well. That's what he likes about him. But that that's even what Dumbledore says is best about Newt is that there is no ego. There is he isn't in it for himself. He's in it to do good. You know, he's in it yeah. for all the little guys because Dumbledore knows that he could be Grindelwald, but he makes the conscious decisions not to be. Yeah. But he's just as power hungry. Very true. Very, very true. I mean... And that's what we learn about Dumbledore eventually. I think any... That's, and that's why he's not in the Ministry of Magic, and that's why the Ministry of Magic come to him. Yeah. To, like, solve all their problems. And that's why he's going to be in charge of, like, Hogwarts. It's a very important... No, but they want him to be Minister of Magic. They asked him that many, many times, and he won't do it because he will become Grindelwald, and he knows that about himself. Because yeah. of, like, his... Because of his inclinations, because of his hubris, because of who he is. So he knows the best thing to do is to to teach kids good. Yeah, because it's making the choice to be good. Grindelwald does not make that choice. He is not good. It's the Newt. Newt is not a Gryffindor. He's a Hufflepuff. Obviously, they have him and mustard in every scene. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, and like Hufflepuffs care more about creatures. And no, I think Hufflepuffs care about others more. It isn't just a creature thing. So I think that. Mm. All of the, like, Voldemort's fond of Nagini. But Nagini's a person as well who's, like, also yeah. has a part of Voldemort inside of her. A woman. An Asian woman, apparently. Yeah. And Ezra Miller's friend throughout the movie. And girlfriend. I guess so. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know, like, I, yeah, I guess, is he sexual in this movie? Or is he just asexual? I think he's just asexual. I'm an asexual black cloud of anger. Absolutely. The movie ends with Grindelwald having this grand meeting where all of his followers were going to be there and the horror is coming. And it's all the entire journey of Newt. It was a like trick to get him there. Yeah. It's like trying to figure out, is this guy the long lost Lestrange kid? All those things, all those choices. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Like who is Ezra Miller? And you think that he is the half brother of Rita Lestrange. And then she has a half-brother. He's trying to... He believes that his family is currently in the final steps of this Nostradamus situation. And he thinks that he is his energy is the opposite of Ezra Miller. Is that what he's thinking? I think that, that's how he explained it. Yeah, because of it's according to this, like, prophecy. Yeah. But they don't use that word. It's something... It's like, it's like in a book of something. 
Yeah, uh, that this like Titus Welliver wrote or something. It's like some name. I mean, not Nicholas Flavel, but we met him apparently in this one. Yeah. I just feel like you should just get somebody who looks really old already. Like, don't hire like a thirty-five-year-old and put them in that type of makeup. That's so good. Hire the oldest fucking person you can find. So they did put them on screen. Hire an old person and then put them in but older that, makeup. That's that's not what that looks it like. Definitely, it was definitely old makeup. I want to know who that person was. <laughs> Um, it was really bad. Um, but I also think that that's funny. He's like, I'm Dumbledore's friend, and I'm here. And then his hands were very brittle. And Jacob uh, hurt him. Yeah. And so at this event that he had, he set up a situation where Grindelwald, Grindelwald where the Ors would eventually fight first, and then they would look like the bad guys, and then everyone would disapparate. And he's letting everyone disapparate who's his followers. And then he has this crazy blue fire to protect him, but also him uses a weapon. He uses that as what as a weapon. It's it is really it's a really yeah. cool story thing where then he can invite people through the blue fire. And then there's this one guy who he didn't really trust too much. Mm-hmm. And he goes to invite that guy through the blue fire and then he lets him burn up and die. Yeah. So it's like, if you're worthy enough, can you pass through it? Queenie does because Queenie's, you know, she's soft and he needs her to get done what he needs to get done in his life. So she is valuable to him. And then Ezra Miller goes over, obviously. I mean, what else is he going to do? He found out he isn't who he thought he was because Zoe Kravitz killed who she thought she, she didn't mean to kill the baby. And the baby just happened to die. Yeah. So she switches babies. She switches babies in the past on the Titanic. Was that the Titanic? Might be the Titanic. That's all I was thinking the entire time. I'm like, is this suddenly the Titanic? I think it was. I think it was supposed to be the Titanic. I think it 100. It was one. It 150 was the Titanic. So flashes back. Yeah. Strange. She's like eight years old. She's on. I think the Titanic. She's on the Titanic. And she has a baby, and it's it's screaming and yelling too much, so she swaps it with a different. She's baby. like seven. It isn't like uh, it's it isn't like Zoe Kravitz is doing that. It's like a, an actress who's playing seven year old Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> yeah, the boat crashes, and then she escapes with the Ezra Miller baby, and then the other baby who was screaming a lot, who's actually a Lestrange, like dies in the water in Hogwarts. They're all doing the spell of. The thing that they fear the most. There's a Bogart. He's doing a, a defense against the Dark Arts class. They have a du- Bogart. And so bear. Bogart is, it, it sees into your big, biggest fear, your deepest, darkest fear. So a young... Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Well, young Zoe Kravitz, but before her, a young Newt goes... Yeah. And he, he makes it into like a, a work desk because he's afraid of like working in, in, in an office his entire life. And he turns it into a silly thing. And then, turns it into a creature. And then and Rita Lestrange goes, Zoe Kravitz, but at, like as a, as a young... As like a 13-year-old. Yeah. 14-year-old. And it's like their third year at Hogwarts. She has it as this white thing floating in the sky, and you really don't know what it is, but then it's revealed to be that baby that she let die. It was her half-brother. Who... Yeah, so, and you're like, why did this happen? <laughs> This is like such a crazy thing to happen. And then again, (laughs) they bring it back to a certain extent. Like, why are all these people on the Titanic? How did all these people get on the Titanic? (laughs) All these wizarding families are crossing over. Titanic? Or are they going from like, are they going from England to America? The first one takes place in 1926. The first first Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. 
So this is like 1930 or something, maybe. Even if we're that much, but I'm saying in the past, I'm trying to, if I, is this Titanic? <laughs> okay. One. Well, yeah. Uh, so the Titanic was 1916, I think, or 1918. So that would be like 10 years before, exactly. So they just have to be 10 years younger, like 13 years younger. Maybe it's not the Titanic. Yeah, so so then like... I think it does check out. To, it could be the Titanic, is all I'm saying. So, so then like Grindelwald's trying to win over Ezra Miller as he would do. Like a normal life too. I'm certain that's how that worked normally. And yeah. so earlier when Dumbledore was discussing something with, I don't even know when this scene happened. Do you remember when the scene happened? <laughs> when he made the reference to the old family uh, legacy involving phoenixes. Because to yeah. us, like, you know, where Dumbledore goes, like Fox goes, you know, the phoenix. Yeah. Uh, in the original, in the original books. books, but that isn't the like the Dumbledore we're seeing now. But he's saying that in his in his line that phoenixes always come to Dumbledore's aid. Yeah, he says that in this movie yes. to Newt, I Newt at a young age. I think it was when Newt was a kid. Yeah, it was in the maybe. flashback. I think that was in the flashback. Yeah, maybe. I have no idea. It happens at some point in the movie. So then you're like, oh, like. I w- and the entire like after he said that I wonder if we're gonna meet Fox um, his, his Phoenix yeah all of the Aurors die but then only all of the main cast basically get away at the end and because the blue fire erupts and turns into two dragons like fire dragons and they start trying to escape and kill Paris because the entire this movie takes place mainly in Paris a little of Hogwarts mainly in Paris and London and London. Unlike the first one, which was all New York, the dragons start expanding out the blue dragons. So all of the the main cast like put their wands into the ground and have like the red fire come out and and it fights the blue fire. Yeah, and then that wraps up the hero's journey basically. Yeah, until and, and, like the red fire kind of engulfs the blue dragon fire and then swallows it. Um, and when the Nifflers had stolen Grindelwald's like little pendant, which had his and Dumbledore's blood in it. Yeah, so they establish at Hogwarts again, they go to the mirror from the... Uh, is the mirror Erased. Yeah, and the, that's from the original book, right? That's from, from the first, the first book. one. Yeah, that's from the Sorcerer's Stone. It's the mirror that Harry looks into, and it gives you, it shows you the thing that you want the most, your deepest desire. So to Harry, it showed him his parents, of course. So you see a young Dumbledore there. Well, you know, like a Jude Law Dumbledore at the mirror. And the mirror shows him, of course, Grindelwald. And shows yeah. shows him and Grindelwald as kids. Yeah, and they had the original actors who played the younger versions of them in uh, book seven. In, well, like, not book seven. But in, in movie eight. Movie se- eight, seven and eight, yes. Movie seven, seven and eight. <laughs> Seven, eight, uh, whenever seven, the, eight. those 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 flashbacks, yeah, the Deathly Hollows story. Yeah, so they have the actors who played young. Really, yeah. that's really cool. That's really really cool. And so, you're, like, you're looking in the mirror, and then you see them older as like teenagers, probably their seventh year at Hogwarts. Yeah, and that's the younger versions we see of them that were in the original ones. Oh, cool. And then you see them, and they make a blood pact, and then so when like their blood comes out and forms into like this like little 
tchotchke they can hold. He makes like a piece of jewelry out of it that he wears all the time. Because they're in love, guys. Yeah, they're definitely in love. So Grindelwald is the one carrying around their little blood pact. And then Niffler takes it. So he gives that to Dumbledore. Yeah, so Newt gives that to Dumbledore at the very end of the movie. And then Dumbledore like looks at it and he's like, I don't know if I can destroy this. Because that blood pact makes it so that they can't fight each other. Their blood pact is that they won't fight each other. So they can't. As long as this blood uh, tchotchke is a thing, yeah, they can't fight each other. Yes, but then, so then we go back to the villains, and he's trying to woo Ezra Miller over even more. Queenie's helping him, whispering in his ear. Yeah, so Grindelwald, it's like a castle in Sweden or something. And then he... Because as well, like, the key locations as well, remember what's going on in the wizarding world is reflected in the human world in tragedies. So, like... The awful things of the fires and things that we're seeing in the Paris world are things that are affecting Paris as well. So then they're going to Germany because what's going to happen in Germany? World War Two. Yes. World War One. World War Two. Yeah. So. These things are happening at the same yeah. time as all of these terrible wars and, and fires and tragedies. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we're in Sweden and it's like, you know, it's like the bad guy's lair. Because it's Grindelwald, Ezra Miller, and who? Well, it's Queenie now. Oh yeah, it was just it was just, it was just Queenie. Queenie. It was just Queenie. That's right. That's hilarious. They reveal this this cool bit of information, but they they you know J.K. writes it in a way where Grindelwald says to Ezra Miller, like your brother is the only one that can stop this, or something like that, that can stop you. And you're the only person who can kill your brother. And you're the only person that can kill your brother. And and then you're like, wait, who's his brother? Who is he talking about? And so, like, you're immediately putting the pieces together. And obviously, they immediately edit and cut to Newt and Dumbledore, Albus Dumbledore. And then they cut back again to Ezra Miller. And then he tells him his first, his, his full name, which is a ridiculous A beginning name, followed by Dumbledore. Because all of the Dumbledore children have A names. Alistair, Albus, it was Ariana. Like atheists or something like that? Arises or something? And then, um, like, well, he says your family right before he says his name. And, like, he puts a phoenix into the sky. So that, you know, like, the phoenix in general. But that line before that, Dumbledore, that Albus Dumbledore had about his family and the phoenix now back yeah because it was a a, like a phoenix will always come to double door and aid and he was helping this little bird and you're like oh it's a little bird and then it like he transformed it to be fox well is that fox we'll find out like yeah well yeah ezra miller like yeah was taking care of like a the sick wounded yeah yeah it it turns into a phoenix is it ezra miller's like specific phoenix is it that double is it that dumbledore's phoenix specific do they all have their own looked like fox to me it's probably fine. And then, the, so that is like, well, how is that possible? Do you know how that's possible? What do you know about the Dumbledore line? Uh, the cool thing about Dumbledore as a character in the original books is that you think that he's this almighty and powerful person. And then the reveal in the seventh book, no, he's, he's like, your parents aren't perfect. They aren't these godlike creatures. They're actually just humans like you and me. They reveal the, the actual human side to Dumbledore and how actually flawed 
But do you do anything about the the the, like, the Dumbledore family? I can explain it to you really quickly. Yeah. So Ariana is Dumbledore's younger sister, and she got into confrontation with some Muggle children, and they we don't really know the details about it, but something happened to the point where when her father stumbled upon this attack the Muggle boys were doing to her, he beat the shit out of them to the point where he was in prison for the rest of his life. So what exactly happened in that attack? We don't really know if it was like. Like a rape, Whoa. for instance, or like a sexual assault, we don't know. Well, Warner Pictures allow for to, to show any of that, <laughs> and like really we intense. don't know. So Ariana was traumatized from this event, and she, like Ezra Miller's character, had repressed magic from this event, and because of this trauma that happened to her, the repressed magic is his black. With, like where the lost smoke comes out of him. Yeah, black lost lost smoke. The actual term to th- for this is a word beginning with an O, and I can't remember the name. What is it right now? They say it in the movie. Um, and so... An omaze. Orasis or something? Like, I don't know what it is. So then when... And, like, what happens is is what we see in this movie, what we saw in the previous movie, is what happens when you when you can't control this magic inside Your of you. Your repressed magic. This, this, this repressed magic, it explodes. So what happened was it exploded at the Dumbledore residence, and it killed Dumbledore's mom. I kind of remember that now. Um, and it killed, and it seemingly killed Ariana. Mm. And this is the question that, that is brought up now, is because seemingly at the end of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Ezra Miller's character is dead. Yeah. But he's not, we find in this. The explosion is an assumption that that's going to kill a person, but when you become smoke, you can reestablish yourself in a different way. So the question is now, how could... Ezra Miller's character be related to the Dumbledores. Is he a sibling or is he Ariana's child? Did Ariana survive this? Oh, maybe. The baby swapping thing was just like really crazy and trying to like, I'm trying to understand that more. Yeah. Why was the Lestrange, why were they both on the Titanic? Why were they both on this boat together? Just seems really silly to me. But the more that I think about it. I mean, that's like as ancient as you can get. That's Shakespeare. baby swapping. That's a classic trope in dramas. Yeah. Or in comedies. Yeah. JK, I think she really wrote this one well. I think she's becoming a better screenwriter in the second movie. Well, like how feel... she puts all her pieces together. Yeah. I, think she did I also just think they feed off of the nostalgia that every Harry Potter fan gets in the fact that we're seeing Hogwarts again. That immediately you're like, oh my God, like that's exciting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. We stay in Hogwarts. It's like if this is seven acts, like one whole act is ju- is just full on Hogwarts in this movie, like the third of seven. And see, I even care about the baby switching. I'm all about like how is this? How how could Ezra Miller possibly be Dumbledore? A Dumbledore. He was the baby that was switched. So, but then why was a Dumbledore baby on that thing? And that's what I'm saying. It was logistically. How is there another Dumbledore child out there? Yeah. What does matter is that. How is this person related to Dumbledore? It doesn't matter that a baby was switched. A baby was switched and the baby's dead. That is irrelevant to the story. That was the MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. That it baby doesn't matter. matter. So, like, what yeah. what does matter is how is this person related to Dumbledore? Yeah. Well, how old was Dumbledore's sister when... Do we know how old she was when that happened? When she... 14. Okay. I think we know Ezra Miller at around... How old is his character in the first movie? He's probably 15, 16. So, I think so that, like, about that. I think I just think like all Dumbledores have this like innate like can have this innate uh, pent up uh, repressed magic. I think it's such a cool thing, repressed magic. Yeah, it's such a cool idea. 
Or is it he formed of her repressed magic? Does that make sense as well? Is he, is he like come to be in this universe from that? Perhaps. Yeah. Because they also refer to this dark twin idea. So like, is he like literally the dark twin of Ariana? That would make a lot of sense. So like the magic within her, because I think that immediately you want to say, oh, he can't possibly be, be a Dumbledore. He absolutely is a Dumbledore. Yeah. Like I already believe it because I know he is. And I can tell you he is, is because he's going to be the key as to how Grindelwald's going to die. Because Dumbledore has always been very hesitant to talk about what happened with him and Grindelwald and how he defeated him. And the reason why is because he didn't do it. The lore, the history is that Dumbledore did it. Yes, a Dumbledore did. It wasn't Albus. It was Ezra Miller. It was Ezra Dumbledore. Yeah, totally. I think I just really like that Ezra Miller dressed up as Toadette. It's a Mario Kart character that he dressed up for at E3. That makes me love Is it Comic-Con? Comic-Con, sorry. Yeah. Comic-Con, yeah, not E3. Even yeah, better. Yeah, he was in character. San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, what's, I think, way more cool is that for the premiere in Paris, he like wrote the Abacadabra curse on his hand. It's pretty cool. Of the first movie? Of this movie. Of this movie? Like, last week he did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's great. He's just having a lot the of fun. The performance artist. Yeah. As you should be, as you should be when you're a Dumbledore. <laughs> exactly. I think this is a really fun way to play with the history that we know about Dumbledore. And the history we know about the wizarding world is that history is not always correct in the way that the public knows. Yeah. There's a lot of history we don't know about. Yeah. Or the exact details about that's misrepresented that's through different points of views. Oh, totally. Because the the heroes create the history books. Like Dumbledore. So he rewrote the entire history book of wizards in a way so that he seems the victor, but still as a restrained wizard. Anyways, he is a lot like older Luke being like restrained in the force and not using it for Star War, but for Star Peace. Yeah, for being like so sexually traumatized by your events that you have to become a monk somewhere. Yeah. Become an asexual monk at yeah. the Jedi Temple. Kiss your sister, the boy you're in love with becomes a dictator. These things are traumatizing events in any young person's life. I always think back on his line in Return of the Jedi where he says, I've endangered the mission by staying here. I endangered the mission by being here. That's the other franchise. That's the other franchise. That's not the (laughs) Wizarding World of Harry Potter franchise. Mr. Artemis is jumping right now at the wall i think there's a bug he's trying to attack that's what that scratch sound just was if you heard that definitely a bug wow so wrapping up final thoughts on fantastic beasts the crimes of grindelwald it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be seems some fans are very angry that it rewrites part of the franchise what does it rewrite it doesn't rewrite anything doesn't rewrite no point of view about something that was written by Rita Seeker, who is not, who is that source to me? It's not a justifiable source. That's not, yeah, JK is the justifiable <laughs> yeah, so source. So we're seeing it from her point of view and JK writing it right now. So whatever. I can understand if these Harry Potter movies were written by like Roberto Orsi and Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> Just some random people in Hollywood, but they're written by the writer of all of the books. So I give her the benefit, like, she knows exactly what she's doing with this world and with these characters. Yeah. And with this history. That being said as well, I would much rather, I would much rather have the series be about Harry's parents. Why aren't we seeing that? That's what I want to see. I think that's her, like, the final card in her pocket that she plays later on in, in life. She's like, J.K. Rowling, she's like... I'm going to tell the story of Harry's parents now. I need to get a I need to get a young 
Snape. Who, who can I get as a young Snape? Ezra Miller. Perfect. Ezra Snape. Well, it depends what time period we're going with, because if we're going to go young, young, it's going to be Finn Wolf, like, from, like, like Finn, Finn Wolfhard? Yeah, from Stranger Things. Yeah. And then it upgrades to Ezra Miller, and then that upgrades to Adam Driver, and then that upgrades to Keanu Reeves. That would be amazing. And that's how that timeline goes now. Okay, so you do it from Snape's perspective. Oh, um, no. You do it all from Neville's I perspective. I think it would change all of their perspectives. It's because I'm more interested in the martyr's journey, seeing all of that. Oh, yeah. Seeing that all happen. And the creation of the martyr's map. And as well, like, my question is... How on earth did Lily Evans fall in love with James Potter? Because James Potter, as we've heard of him to be and seen him to be in the pensive, was not a very nice guy. Um, yeah. So what happened in seven, seventh year that made them change? Because they were a head boy and head girl. We know that. What happened? Because that goes because... back to the theme that our our parents aren't gods. Yeah. Dumbledore isn't a god. That's no. what we learned um, throughout these books and movies. Yeah, and this remember, like, Harry's parents had him when they were, like, 1920. They were young. What Two years out of Hogwarts. Like, it was also the time of war, so then people... It was a different time, but it was, I don't know what exactly happened. Oh, Would that be the 70s? 80s? It was the early... He's born in 1981, I want to say. No. World older than that. Born in 1970, I forget when Harry's born. That's 1980, because 1991 would be be the first book. Maybe not. 1997 is when they graduated from Hogwarts. Okay, so 91 would be the first. So it's like like me. First grade was 91, second grade was 92. But not really, because it's not not 10, 11. It's not 11, 12, 13. That's what Hogwarts is. You're 17, your seventh year, you're 11, your first year. The final thought is... Make a Harry Potter mom and dad movie. Yeah, that's my final thought. Book or book series. Oh, my final thought. Uh, Neville Longbottom time travel. We see everything from his perspective, including the crimes of Grindelwald. I mean, there definitely could be a version where... Because like, it's a simple decision that Voldemort thought that Harry was more of a threat than Neville was. So if he had made the decision to kill, have what happened to Harry happen to Neville be interesting yeah that's his choice it wasn't like it was voldemort's choice he went in that house and because killed james and lily Lily and then tried to kill harry but because of the protection spell power of love it's love it's all about love and that's again well your emotions connect you to your magic or the more emotional magic like ezra miller's like like this dumbledore power that we're finding out like this repressed repressed magic. magic This repressed magic, that's like a very emotional thing. And then the power of love that uh, Lily gives Harry is a very emotional thing again. And that's how you connect through the Force, is through your emotions. Yeah. Because only love will bring Ben Solo back. Those sexy abs. Just those high-waisted pants. Oh, man. Those high-waisted pants and those sexy abs. (laughs) That's all, folks. Rawr! This has been a full dinosaur production.